Kids Lonely Arts Club. Um, it's qu- uh, quarantine edition number three. Um, got myself, Josh Vizanelli. How are you boys doing? Good. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, mood is uh, uh, a, a constant level of just awful. It's, um, it's no change from usual then. It's, it's no, just, it's just it's pretty <laughs> much normal. How, how long have you been? How long have you been awake? Have you been awake most of today? Oh, or? like a, at least a couple of hours. Okay, that's not too. And bad. It's only eight pm. Yeah, no, I, 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 I just so fucking tired all the time. Uh, right, so yeah, no, this week, so uh, yeah, I, I would like to warn our listener base about the um, the issue of clients. Um, so I've been working on like loads of really fun stuff for the last year, and I haven't really had to dive too hard in on um, on anything that I don't really enjoy. Maybe uh, like cherry picking, <laughs> cherry picking and, the best. Uh, the yeah, uh, and and uh, just there are there are clients that you're going to get that like to take control of projects that have never done anything in their fucking lives other than sit at a desk and you receive a script that reads like a government newsletter and you're like, <laughs> how do I make this good? And my 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 creative career of like like the last 10 years, hmm. I've been able to, you know, I, I've been proud of like how focused I've been able to be. And then the last year I've had a really good time working on music and working on artwork and shit. And I've just kind of been completely blindsided by this dry... What you dry forgot? project great cause I'm not going to drop any names obviously <laughs> it's, it's, it's for a great cause I'm very happy about doing it but you've forgotten this world it. where the client uh, well at least the, the script comes in and it feels like it's been written by like a fucking robot <laughs> oh yeah uh, uh, bullet points translate well into video don't they um, <laughs> thanks uh, yeah fucking <laughs> hell um, so, it's been so, a good, so it's been a good week for you so far then well, yeah, no, I got completely fucked out of my face on Tuesday, and then spent the, uh, the like several days recovering, and then trying to look, every now and then looking at the script, going, "God, oh God." That's how most um, creatives work, right? They, you have you have something come in, certainly and you do in everything house. in your power to not do it, and then occasionally you'll look back at it and be like, "Oh, that's why I got drunk." And then you end up at like the, the last several days of the project, going, "Oh God, oh God." <laughs> Um, I'm trying to be like uh, extremely regimented about this and, and, and get it all done in a timely fashion. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it, yeah, it's it's hard. And uh, I don't, I, from day one, I was like, oh, give me, give me the script, and I'll, I'll I'll get on board with the script writing from the ground up and and make sure this project runs smooth. And it's like we got this. Nice. Uh, of course, uh, of course, okay. you're, you're you're jumping back into your your old your old ways, your animating ways. Aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I spent a nice little while being an independent artist, but it doesn't always pay the bills. So uh, doing some studio work again. What better time to do it, uh, Ali? <laughs> yeah. How's your How's your week been? Uh, yep. It's <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, my week has been fine. It's a short one. Just you know, a, a week in my life isn't that <laughs> exciting right now, um, given the circumstance. I think I think my me having interesting things to say is, you know, it's like a well of a couple of years, you know, like, oh, I did this because of all this other stuff I did. But, you know, nothing's changed in the last week, apart from I cancelled like 40 shows. Oh, but- shut <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. Nothing yeah. happened, nothing happened. Cancelled the entire tour of an, uh, you know, concert. Yeah, yeah no, this I, is a- my, Amer- my American tour all got pulled. I hadn't even announced Fuck. it though, so that's fine. But basically everyone... 
all the bands in America, I can't remember we talked about this last night, last time. Um, basically every kind of band touring America at the moment has now realized the circumstances and shifted all their touring to like next March, April and May. And uh, we're kind of going ahead of the curve and pushing it back to September next year, which is so far away. It's <laughs> horrible longer. to think about. Wow. Yeah, well, basically everyone, we're kind of a bit worried that we're going to book a tour for like March time and then have to move it again. Mm. And you just kind of lose all the good venues. Everyone's fighting for the same rooms and it's a waste of everyone's time. It's a big job to like book like 30 shows in a row around America. Yeah. Um, so the, the one annoying thing is that this kind of tour was going to hopefully help um, solidify kind of me and my band as like a festival act so yeah. that then the festival could see us um, this autumn and then book us for next summer. But Oh, well, but apparently the festivals next year, all the offers that are coming in at the moment are now 25% less fees because of everything that's going on. Um, everyone's trying to like scrape their money back and all the artists are getting screwed, I guess. Yeah, um, I was, was going to say, do, yeah. do, do you know much about the um, the state of, of the music uh, like music industry out in the out in the States? Obviously, I, I've seen like there's a couple of um, festivals that I've um had tickets to that that all the u.s bands are like yep no one can obviously no one can come and go from the states um yeah at the moment so um i haven't heard much about how like how bands are affected and stuff out in the states have you had, have you been in contact with anyone or um not really i mean i've got a few friends who kind of you know they just had to cancel a few shows but other than that i don't i think it's just the same everywhere you know you just yeah if you even seem to be trying to tour it, you know, you're a bit of an idiot, really. Yeah. Um, I don't know when the cutoff point of not being an idiot is, though. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> uh. It's always going to be like, there's, there's going to be like one artist that is the first one. And it's going to be so like, like, you know, it's, it's, it's not like there's going to be like a fucking um, like 100 meter sprint where somebody like fires a gun and every, every band in the world <laughs> suddenly has like tickets like, we're touring, we're touring. It's like, there's going to be like one, one artist somewhere is reluctantly going to be like, so I'm kind of playing and it's like, I can imagine people being like either like, oh, amazing or to you're a dick. That, that, <laughs> that, that person is Kid Rock. He's got a, <laughs> he, he, he's got a, ven he's got a, um, a restaurant, like a bar in Nashville. Um, it's, it's got his name really big in neon signs and stuff on, on yeah, the yeah. strip. And when all this stuff kicked off, he was like reluctant to close his bar. He was like, I ain't fucking closing. <laughs> fighting. But, no, my week has just been recording. So I don't, there's no need for me to get into that. So I'll just talk about it every time. So same old. decided to uh obviously because you know we're, we're all sort of at home and stuff uh we we've actually finally managed to, to pin uh one of our mates down uh we've decided to to ask him along for this episode we got we got a very good friend chris chris britain hello is joining us hello mate How hello it's me is you this is chris Hi, everyone. britain everybody he's on, he's on he's on a webcam to us that looks like it is it was it was invented in like 1920s it's, it's like msn like, like quality shit right here <laughs> one moment it's like it's like a, it looks like a charcoal drawing right now it's like it's not it's, it's not it, lo like, it looks like footage from uh, one of the old uh the horror movies what's the one uh, par paranormal where they've got paranormal like, activity yeah, yeah. One of the webcams. Well, I, well, I, I went online to try and find drivers for it, and it said that it's it's not a thing anymore. It's that old. Um, yeah. 
Well, it's, I mean, it's good. It's good to be able to see you, which is which is it's good. Video capture at six forty by four eighty. So oh, sick, you know. Oh, mate, that head hot, of the curve here, boys. Hot, hot SD, taking right it old there. school, which is you know, which is fine, mate. So, um, for those who don't know, Chris uh, is is a really good friend of ours, a director, uh, filmmaker, producer. Um, we met at f- uh, film school, didn't we, Chris? We did. Over oh, those years ten ago. years ago now, eleven years ago. Yeah, long time. Two thousand and nine. Since then, done a lot of the halcyon of, days. A lot of a lot of cool shit. Been uh, you, you, of most of the shoots recently. You've been like my producer, <laughs> I guess. Um, but back yeah, it's in the been day, a pleasure. It's oh, been an honour. Well, you don't have to say that, but that's uh, I mean, that means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh yeah, I guess I guess recently you you produced the um, the Twitter uh, the Twitter uh, video with me, the Phil Wang one. Um, and also we had our, um, lovely trip to our Valencia. Valencia dream. Yeah, man, the Valencia dream with, uh, the human instapede and, uh, all the, <laughs> all the disgusting, uh, stuff that happened while we were out there. Um, I, I, I guess maybe a lot of the listeners won't know about that. I mean, you spoke about yeah, we it. Did. But, we did. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I had a whole story. If, I had a whole story. Where, if where this is your like, first you're hearing about it, then just ask Josh <laughs> for the picture and he'll show you. It was oh, episode six, wasn't it? Episode six, I think I gave a very clear, vivid image of, of, yeah. of me going over this hill to find uh, three women uh, with basically their phones. Uh, it was, it's, it, it, it was it's beautiful. <laughs> haunting and beautiful at the same time. Very rarely do the two come and collide like they did in that, in that one moment in Valencia at 11 in the morning. Do you guys put up a complimentary page with each podcast with resources from the things you've discussed? Absolutely <laughs> like fucking a, not. What, like a, ma- like a, little, like a masterclass thing where you can like... <laughs> yeah, like a little pack. <laughs> little kind of, this is what you missed on this episode or... We were talking about activities. doing an Instagram where we might put up. I mean, it would be handy, especially if we have people on like yourself and we can have little links and whatever. Yeah. But Cheers, Not please. yet, though. Not yet. No, no. I, 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 that's, that's, something, that's something I'm looking to... That's to, way too professional. ...to put together. That's, that's way too professional for us. Um, All right, fair enough. But yeah, but not like... Um, I say, I say it will be, be good to sort of um, know, like, I guess, like, like kind of what what you're up to at the moment and, and, and you know, like, I guess how, how, you, how you're coping in, in the current situation, what's going on. Yeah, well, it's a funny time, isn't it? A really funny time. And um, I'm actually really enjoying isolation, which... Which I shouldn't say. I feel. No, you but should. That's I am, no, it's fine. I'm exceptionally happy while the world crumbles <laughs> around me. Have you seen which, that, that video that's been going around online? Of that, I think it's like 15 or 16. Going, oh, whoever ate that bat in China, oh, oh yeah. shove it up your cock. I, I can't see my friends. I've got to say, as an introvert, it is the funniest fucking thing on the planet just to be watching all the extroverts just absolutely collapsing on themselves right now. I'm like, oh, this is a mild inconvenience while people are like, tearing the yeah, fucking it's, it's air It's crazy, up. isn't it? What I mean, all of us in our jobs kind of spend a lot of time chilling at home, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Working. Yeah. It's the dream. Working hard. It's the dream. Really? So it's weird when the rest of the world has to kind of have that lifestyle and just uh, some seems to struggle with it. But um, yeah, I'm I'm really lucky in a way because I'd always planned to have this next couple of months off to work on my first feature film, which is about Vaporwave, a uh, micro genre of music, which you may have heard of. Something like that. Nobody here. Yeah. Um, and it's called Nobody Here. The only here. thing that's really messed up is... <laughs> We were meant to be going to America and Canada in oh, two weeks' time yeah, to yeah. kind of do two weeks out there interviewing some of the biggest artists and 
um, you know, getting our footage together while we launched the crowdfunding campaign. So it's kind of put a spanner in the works, but as with every kind of thing like this, you get more time to develop the idea, don't you? You get yeah, more time man. to, yeah, and well, you, I was, I was to spend was, on it. And Well, I was, I was going to say, that this is like, like you said, you, you, you plan to have these couple of months off. So it's, 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 I guess it's always a, a kind of a blessing somewhat, like with, with films and documentaries, I always find that like the more planning, the more, like the more pre-production mm. you can do, the better the film's going to be. The more time you can actually just sit and fucking think. That's like, that's a big thing V's has always said to me, actually, because me and V's met in uni as well, as you know. And mm. I, I remember we used to sit down in his room and do After Effects tutorials together because I always wanted to do <laughs> uh, CG and motion graphics. And obviously he nailed it and uh, I not so much. But that was the, always the big thing with animation, <laughs> that mindset of being able to spend five days prepping and it's only two days work. Whereas yeah. if you go into something mm. kind of a bit half cut. Uh, you were falling in your face it. every time, man. We were talking exactly. about this what, so we a, a few weeks well, back. Something when I was talking about doing the, um, uh, the 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 visual effects for the psychedelia film, which is, is coming out soon. Oh, yeah. the, the fact that when I sat down with the the brain VFX, that I read a bunch of medical journals and actually tried to understand the anatomy of the brain. So when I went mm. in, I had like a much larger foundation. <laughs> so you've been forcibly put in a position where you have to. <laughs> Like spend more time in pre-production, which honestly is a great thing. But it's all about it's all about vaporwave, which is a cult music genre. What the fuck is it about? Because I feel like even people <laughs> that I talk to that know what it is don't know what it is. <laughs> I think that's because it's not one thing, is it? It consists of. Uh, I mean, the list is endless. You've got you know the the things like mall soft, which is taking the essence of shopping malls what? and. Empty spaces, so that elevator style Muzak, music. M- Muzak, and, yeah. Oh, that's Muzak. Cool. And then, you know, updating it or sampling old city pop music from the 80s and so on and so forth. But really, it's all about, yeah, capturing nostalgia um, and a moment in time. So I think the more popular uh, side of this is Chill Wave. That seems to have cool. done yeah, yeah. really well on YouTube for people studying and stuff like that. And Simpsons Wave as well. Sorry, fucking Simpsons Wave. It's, it's essentially, most of the time, lo-fi, in lo-fi like, hip-hop. It's like Simpsons you know? quotes or something, or is it like... Was it just? And, the, no, they've the just taken. They've taken Simpsons footage, put like a VHS <laughs> filter over it, done the vaporwave aesthetic of pinks and purple, um, and then done lo-fi hip hop over it and things like that. But I think vaporwave, <laughs> a bit like hip hop, it isn't just one thing. It's um, it's about it's internet a, it's imagery. Movement. It's about shit web design from back in the day, glitch <laughs> art, anime. Uh, 3D rendered objects, you know, from the birth of computer-generated graphics. So that really mm. crude rendition of things. Uh, cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, and it's it's encompassing all of these different art forms. And it's been born on the internet. And obviously it's that democratization of yeah. everybody being able to make it, you know, whether you're stealing samples from an old record um, and updating it. You know, all the things that hip-hop, in a way, has done. <clears throat> Um, I think you, and got, yeah, you so kind the, of hit on the head with the whole idea of like cyberpunk through a nostalgic filter with like a warm mm. haze. It's mm. like, yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is. It is weird. And I'm 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 working on it with you. Yeah, well, I still don't fucking know what I'm doing. It's doing well on Twitter. I, I, you, I th- well, you, that's the best part, isn't it? We find out as we go along. 
But um, <laughs> yeah, it's 10 years old. So that's the reason for the documentary. As many people who say that Vaporwave is dead all the time, um, you know, it's... It's huge. So it's ten, it's ten years old huge. this year in 2020. It's ten year old this year, yeah. So hopefully we need to get the film out soon. I thought it was like brand new. See, oh really? Did you? Where, Since where 2009. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult to trace it back, but um, it may be an interesting point. A guy called Daniel Lapidan, who did the uh, score for Uncut Gems, if you've seen that. Oh yeah, it's great. Um, it traces the ver- first vaporwave track as nobody here under one of his aliases called on a tricks point never um which was one of his alias names and at the time he didn't really call it vaporwave and he wouldn't associate that as being vaporwave but just like with everything people want to put labels on stuff and it had the aesthetic of slowed down samples mm. uh, from lady in red with a kind of lo-fi beat with rainbow road from mario kart <laughs> and then a uh, cityscape in the background and of course the VHS filter so it was that combination of things that people kind of say that was the first Vaporwave track but didn't you tell me like he, he doesn't like associate with Vaporwave in, no, like, in any way he's just messing around with his yeah he's just making music isn't he like much like you guys do you wouldn't put yourself in a um, would you? I don't well, know. Do you put yourself in a genre? Well, that's something I, I've alley? been thinking about lately is that like there there are people that make music and experiment and go out there and try and, and, and experiment their way into expressing their personality into making art. And then there are people that go, oh, have you heard this thing called grime? It sounds like this. Let's make grime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd much rather like try and make something <laughs> different every time. I think so. What about you, Ali? Do you, do, you, do you set out to make alternative folk? Well, that's the thing, because I guess I class my mu- music as that, it's just because it's like a broad spectrum, and I, you can't explain to people what music sounds like without just showing them the music, I guess. Um, exactly. So, I, I, see, there's no answer to this. I don't, I don't know <laughs> what my music is. Um, yeah, and it's for other people to kind of Yeah, because I, I don't really see my music <laughs> as folk music, like, at all. But... Mm. If people are going to attach that to my music, then certain other artists who are similar, mm. then yeah, sure, I'll say alternative folk. But that's not. But that's not like. Is that something you set out to do, or is it, is it like it's just? I guess your your the combination of your your influences, what you're listening to, has an effect on your sound. So, um, is that a conscious thing to to almost fit yourself into a genre, or is it just like it just happens as you make shit? I, th- I feel like starting out, maybe it was a bit more about like these, the, I love this type of music. I wish I could make this kind of music yeah. and like, oh, I'm really into folk right now. I'm going to get an acoustic guitar and all that. But as time goes on, you know, you get bored and you want to experiment. But I think, I think it was, was it Chet Faker? He was mm. massively trying to kind of make a new genre and kind of really kind of push the boundaries of being something new. And it was only once he stopped trying to do that, he kind of, Founders, got bigger yeah. noticed right yeah i feel like that was v's who told me that i, I, I maybe if if, oh, okay. if i did it's one of the many <laughs> things i've forgotten he's so wise he's so wise isn't he who v's who? what yeah kind of... <laughs> he has his moments <laughs> he has his moments <laughs> <laughs> when the when the haze lifts and i can cut through <laughs> so sorry it's chris like, like a wet fart <laughs> <laughs> why like what about vaporwave led you to, to wanting to make this documentary why isn't well like no one else has done it yet have they a documentary about it why like wh- why did it speak to you so much 
Well, there's a couple of short pieces on YouTube and things like that. Um, And as with a lot of things with what we do, it's opportunity when it presents itself, isn't it? Um, Mm. I'm really lucky to be working with two producers from a Cardiff-based Synthwave and Vaporwave label. So they've got a Synthwave label called Time Slave Recordings, um, where I actually produce music and I've had a couple of releases with them. As Vaporwave. And then... As Synthwave. Synthwave. That's right. So, you know, the Drive Music soundtrack, probably the most famous side of it. And then they've got a sister label called My Pet Flamingo. (laughs) Um, So Enzo Von Balen and Kidney On, they're they're producing this primarily with me. And that's really nice for me to be able to actually come in as a director for once and not have to oversee everything. It's more they're they're really deep in the scene you know they've spoken to the content um they've spoken to the artists already when doing releases and things like that so there's a huge network that they already have access to um and they approached me with it yeah they said you know chris it's going to be 10 years for vaporwave um we're doing this or that what do you think and so i just said well i've got a couple of ideas of how we could do it i've always wanted to make a long-form music documentary i think one of the first things we ever did together josh was um with an artist called Chamberlain, Mixdown. Mixdown, oh called. my God. <laughs> uh, see, if you, had, if you had a page of resources, you could put this up there uh, so that everyone could enjoy that beautiful seven-minute documentary. But, um, you know, with what you did with Bedroom Live, and I've loved music since I was 15. That was the first mm. thing I really got into artistically. And uh, I did want to be a music guy like uh, you, Ali, and V's. But, um, oh. I just thought, oh, that looks really hard to make music. Cut that. No, it's fine. So I just love music, simply put. And this is amazing. It combines all the things I love. You know, 90s is my favourite era. Why? Born in the 80s. What do you mean, why? why me? Why? I mean, go ahead, let me start, right? With eyebrows. <laughs> Couldn't be thinner. All the best music was in the 90s. <laughs> Pencil-thin eyebrows and, and those adverts. Oh, everyone oh, was, had like a warm glow. Nin- oh. 90s. Uh, it was a no worries period, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, until the end. It was, it, do you know what? It was, it was very much uh, a case of like uh, 70s and 80s was so like it's so defining it had it so like it was so like that they had their own sort of vibe and and culture and 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 basically the 90s it feels like came along was like well fuck everything else let's just do whatever they were we still want. booming people were getting <laughs> nos jobs in the white house in the oval office clinton's all like i did not do that you did mate <laughs> i did not you, do that you, that was fuck it. Yeah, that famous class, quote. classic quote famous quote bill clinton. i did not do that <laughs> i did not do that thing you were saying <laughs> but musically look at the 90s guys Sorry. we had the birth of drum and bass from hardcore you know all of the sounds from the 80s bled into 90s music disco pop you had hip-hop coming you know properly yeah. worldwide everything was in an the early upswing. 90s everyone was making money everyone's getting banks we haven't been 9-11 yet we were yeah. fucking we were going for it Everyone was like, "I will wear the stupidest shit," and then Doesn't and matter. then the world changed. It looked and now awful. we're now we've you know and now there are hazmat suits and we're shut inside. That <laughs> soup nobody wants. <laughs> fucking <laughs> shove it up your cock. <laughs> fucking but, um, with oh jeez. I mean, the, I mean, the nineties did give us uh, the Matrix and Pulp Fiction as well. Um, jeez, um, was, was Pulp um, Fiction nineties? Yeah, mm. oh, well. ninety four. 
Uh, it was beaten to the Oscars, beaten beaten to the uh, Best Picture by Forrest Gump. Oh, I've never seen Forrest, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump beat Pulp Fiction to Best Picture at the Oscars. So, uh, it, you know, it's actually not a bad film, mate. Um, uh, uh, Robert Zemeckis uh, flick that one. So, yeah, how have you not seen Forrest Gump? Because uh, uh, I'm, I'm, like I'm, I'm not like the whitest white Dylan. boy. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Like> me. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Uh, no, I was too busy watching Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I wasn't when a Pulp you were, what, Fiction fan, boys. Huh? What? Uh, what? Huh? No, say that again, mate. I, w- I wasn't a Pulp Fiction fan. Okay. I'll, I'll give you... I'll, okay, I'll let you... I'll, really let you take the, I'll let you take the floor <laughs> and ex- explain. What about Tarantino in general? I loved Reservoir Dogs. I think that was my first VHS yeah. cassette. That's well, right. Seems like <laughs> that's the only that's one right. you like. Tape. <laughs> yeah, and I wore it to death. Um, I think, it, yeah, to be honest, it's the only one I've really enjoyed. Wow. It's been good having you on. Fuck off my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll give him a chance. Give him a chance. Why, why, uh, what's what? Did what's you wrong feel with like... my favourite director? Please. <laughs> I quite like Kill Bill, but then I'd seen Lady Snowblood, and, you know, I'm Lady a bit Snowblood. precious over. Yeah, so it's, I'm a bit precious of Hong Kong cinema, so I love all the martial arts films, all of the early. 70s kung fu and things like that and i guess for a lot of his films i you know you see the reference material and think mm. oh yeah all right cool yeah I, <laughs> I, I really enjoy his harnessing of, of language i really enjoy his monologues and and the the, the concepts that he puts in mm. he is he is notoriously i mean you know we, we can go back and say you're very much into hip-hop and you, you're making a, a movie about vaporwave which is a, an entire genre based around cutting things together so we're looking at yeah. a director here that, that notoriously and unabashedly tells everyone that he he makes his movies based off of uh, taking ideas yeah. from other cultures and movies and time periods and brings them together to create a final vision whereas we do that anyway everyone fucking does I like that Django. Django's sick Django is <laughs> Django's great. isn't that like a comic or something like Django and Jane Jan- yeah. the, the Django I'm pretty sure Django was a comic book character um, that he, I, I don't know I could be completely wrong don't fact check this it's not the podcast for it I'll fact <laughs> I, I was just about to fact check it <laughs> I, I see you typing away mate <laughs> not that right off <laughs> okay sorry this isn't Wikipedia the podcast this is Conjecture FM get out of here Hey, I had From Dust Till Dawn on uh, VHS as well. What a film. Rodriguez. What a film, actually. And what a fucking mediocre television show. (laughs) uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, I haven't haven't seen the TV show yet. I know it's Ah, it's been turned into one, but um, um, just just From Dust Till Dawn, just like the the film of of like two halves like starts yeah. off as this sort of like kind of um kind of crime sort of uh like thriller type thing with George Clooney and, and Tarantino uh and then halfway through it just turns into a fucking all out fucking blood and guts vampire hunting like fucking like it's just brutal. just absolute madness and it's so brilliant it's so good i love I find it super interesting how um, you're both a director and producer, because I I I, I find the two like like I can do both. I, I have produced stuff that I've directed, but producing um, fills me with the most tremendous horrific <laughs> uh, anxiety, and, uh, and and it's a horrible process. I find. Um, 
do you have a preference? Like, how, how do you manage to juggle both? I don't. <laughs> do your research. I love, I love producing. Um, because it's the satisfaction of getting shit done. And I've got a a tiny part of me that's a little bit arrogant and thinks that I can do anything when it comes to a project. Obviously, I know I can't fly. You know, there's some <laughs> basics in there. I'm not delusional. But, you know, I'm just really confident that I'm able to get things done. Mm. And I love getting deals and doing that wheeling dealing thing as well. So before I got into film... So you met me once I'd already had a couple of careers doing sales um, and things like that. And, yeah, you know, there was the huge recession back in 2008 and I was working in an insurance company uh, doing mortgage pay and protection and life insurance and you know, all those different wow. packages and things like that. And I'd done sales inside Dixon's and PC World being laptop sales guy and all that kind of thing. Um, worked in a family business selling jewellery uh, and... You know, I love well, deals. You, have, did you have a three-wheeler as well? Is, is this the... Uh, no, I don't <laughs> love that. <laughs> that would have been amazing. So there's something about producing is that sense of getting shit done and being able to get deals and you're talking to loads of people. So it's a really social activity. Um, yeah, for, for like, I mean, not everyone that listens to this is going to be part of the, the film industry. And I feel like product being producer is quite a sort of ambiguous uh, uh, title at the end of mm. a movie. So yeah, it is very much the social aspect of filmmaking where you're bringing people together, you're making sure everyone's on set Definitely. on time, you're trying to get your locations booked. Mm. What, what, what kind of, um, you know, I'm an animator, so I don't even deal with this kind of shit. So what, <laughs> what, what, what would you say, like, the best parts of your job are in the funniest way possible, most entertaining? Hit it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, too much pressure for comedy. The fun part is just bringing <laughs> is bringing teams together. So just bringing loads of different people who, who I know from different settings and things like that, and then just chucking us all um, to have fun. What's the making worst? it fun? Yeah, make it fun. That's What's the worst thing that you've had to deal with? Who who's the biggest piece of shit? Name them. <laughs> uh, no, no, just give no, us don't, a, name, don't name it. Shame name them. them, shame them, drag them through the dirt. Be the big so, man. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's one person, but it's a trend, and I think you. I think you nailed it at the start. It's. It's never the client. It's the one past that. It's other decision makers that are oh. doing the job, mm-hmm. um, and it's. It's never a huge pain in the ass. But I'd say if you were ever going to say what's the what's the uh, always the issue, it's decision makers who are completely detached yeah. from the artistic process or the yeah, yeah, even yeah. the practical process who want to have an input. So I think wherever that has happened, I've just tried to drag them in as soon as possible and say, look, just be a part of it as opposed to trying to yeah, micromanage yeah. a team of people. That was one of my favorite parts of the, of the Twitter job that we did. Um, we decided oh, to go good. to London, London, like, like early let's let's do it early that let's let's gather the entire team all the all the key people in one room and basically hash out all the ideas um and this <laughs> it was i i did i did love it. it was such a funny um part of the process because it's like it's one of those things where no one has a fucking clue what's going on no no one <laughs> like like they, everyone looks towards you as in like what you got 
and you have to you have to literally bend over and pull something out of your ass in the hope that it sort of lands. And Sorry, that you're saying laughs. that you, this is the bit you enjoy the most. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it's a great it's a great it's a great bit of the process. To be fair, I, I love this in 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 the in the Twitter job that we did. Well, that was, was surreal, though, wasn't it? Because you yeah. you came up with several concepts, and the one they went for was so close to the type of films that you loved making, getting into film, but you had a serious client with a serious budget yep. who wanted you to jump through 80 yeah. different hoops, and it would it was the type of project that was never going to be clear until you saw the final edit as well. Yeah. So trying to second-guess <laughs> comedy... <laughs> You know, just, it was one of those things you had to let it happen. So to go down yeah. to London and be in a situation where it was like, right, make it funny, Josh. Uh, and, you, you know, just, well, well, <laughs> just this one it, bearing down but, on you. I'm not a comedian. That's one of the famous um, lines. That, yeah, like it was It was about like, I think it was like eight hours we were in this little little office in, uh, in, 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 in London. And it was just like, everyone's like like head in hands just like like by the end of the day like like however many packs of cigarettes like uh, George had gone through like we've gone for so many <laughs> gone so many walks around the block um and it was like like by the end of the day you're just like throwing anything at, at the wall and uh and I was like I was I was like Do you know what I think I've got it and I started like very enthusiastically explaining this idea I was like yeah it's gonna be this 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 and this and everyone just like no, like no one laughed, no one said a thing, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I don't know. I'm not a fucking comedian." And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> that was the funniest thing that was said that day. <laughs> Attention, isn't it? Yeah, it was like being ex- like you take into this place and you're expected to be funny, and it's just you think, like though most of the most of the time when you start a project and you're bringing loads of ideas to it, it feels like it's going to be the best project and it's only slowly does the original idea kind of get ticked chipped away at and it becomes a job again and then you get back to the almost final parts and it's like yeah that was a wicked thing and it's that constant starting off great dipping It, it, it is it is a roller coaster of of um uh, of emotion and stuff. I don't, I don't know whether you guys get it with music, but we like let's say let's say a new client comes in, and fuck me, it's so exciting. Like something comes in and you're buzzing. Like it's it's you've got all these ideas just like just untapped. It's like oh my god, I could do this. I could do this. And you get I I get so sort of caught up in that sort of I don't know the chaos of just like coming up with ideas. What's funny? What works? Um, and then, like like Chris says, it, co- it comes to a point like you can come up with maybe eight ideas, eight really out there, crazy ideas. Um, but at the end of the day, like if it's a crazy idea, they're probably not going to buy it. Um, and I've got to a point where I always have to just keep this little little this little voice at the back of my head. Um, it always tells me it's just like this is like I've got these ideas and it's going to be going to be fucking hilarious. But you know it's just going to be this. You know it's just going to end up like this. You need to um, learn to sell your ideas better then, by the sounds of things. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> Join the pros. This is, no, this, this is, this is, so this is, this is something that... Um, so I get it. Clients are going to want slightly more middle-of-the-road stuff, and that's, it's a shame, yeah. because no one wants to take a risk on something that's really, really out there. Um, because you know sometimes it doesn't pay off and everyone does look stupid 
it's 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 tough when you're when you're when you're a small um business and like i guess because we're quite young and we, when we've only been making these adverts for like not a, not a long time i i i was watched um so today i i watched a masterclass with um is uh goodby and silverstein and they are like one of the biggest like advertising agencies in the world uh these guys came up with like got milk uh the budweiser holy like, shit um, <laughs> they came up with the, like the budweiser frogs uh you know they, they are they are big time um and like yeah, that that was like one of the lessons that they that they said. It's just like you can you can come up with like all these amazing ideas, but like it's it's almost like there's no point in thinking about them if if the client's not gonna not gonna buy yeah. it because like there's there's it's such a risk. Um, but with with somebody like Goodby and Silverstein, they're like like so such a massive um, company, and they've got the sort of um, the, the the acclaim behind them to be like oh well you know this advert yeah trust us it's it's oh that's that's uh, the, that's the dream is to become respected enough to uh be able to throw a wild card at someone and they'll listen to you just because of the yeah. sheer the uh, 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 echelon of your roster um oh good words one echelon. day i'll be respected same words like echelon yeah yeah <laughs> one of my favorite things that they did um that they that they showed was uh it was like the super bowl commercial and you know how much uh, Super Bowl adverts cost? Like oh, at least like the, the, twenty good monies <laughs> <laughs> for for a thirty second ad. I think you have to pay about five million dollars for for the airtime, and then the production is however big you want to make it. Um, and they had this slot. It cost them about like maybe four million dollars, um, and essentially. It's uh, it's it's two guys clapping to a to a to a to a to a track that's coming out of a boombox, and there's a monkey in a t-shirt dancing on a bucket, and it. it's all and it's all out of time, and it's just like wait it. what the it's like what the fuck am I watching? It's thirty <laughs> seconds, and then it just cuts and it says we just wasted two million dollars, uh, but then it's like we wasted two million dollars. Um, whoever, whoever whoever made that advert, I I want to indulge in some uh, cardiovascular toxicity with them. They sound hilarious, mm-hmm. and it's and it's um it's like um well we just wasted two million dollars. Um, what are you doing with your money? And it's them for like a, a uh, like a money yeah. sort of management company. And it's just like it's fucking brilliant. It was so like so that's a strong example of the kind of like risk that you can throw out there. Golden yeah. idea, golden concept, but a lot of people. Uh, are so um, uh, they, they they just want to feel safe in an idea. They want to feel yeah. like yeah, it gets the job done and it's, it's going to be done well and it's just going to hit the markers that we need it to hit. Whereas if you can be like this, this the, the, the beauty of that is it's just such a simple concept. And yeah. the, the fucking beauty of that that I, I love is that everyone watching it is going to be everyone is going to stop and watch it. Everyone is going to go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Every single uh, they're going to be watching glossy advert, glossy advert, and then you've got that a monkey in a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> clicking out a time to a boombox everyone is going to pay attention to that <laughs> it's it, it, yeah, it's a great idea it's funny that they're a money management company and their like tagline was we just wasted two million dollars yeah Gold. So, trust us <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking brilliant though but that's that's but that's 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 why i like um this idea with the twitter thing because it was just like so out of the bot like so out of like away from what you think Twitter would be all right doing. Like, yeah. like all the content up to then had been like sort of, you know, glossy and, and high end and shit. And then me and Chris come in and then it produces this fucking <laughs> weird looking thing. Mm. That it, it, became. It, it sits in the, in the same sort of um, 
category as, as that monkey in the in the t-shirt yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's sort of it grabs your attention because it's so weird because it's so sort of um you know it's, it's not my realm at all but like the the closest i've been to this stuff is when i did the song for the the links black mm. advert and i got to see how much they spent on the rebrand campaign like the advert and all the, the airing and stuff and it was 300 million euros what and they had nabil direct it you know, he does Man. like kind of like massive, massive videos, director, big boy, but big he, boy. he like essentially took his name off it. He didn't really want to put it on like his website or like that. Well, they, they changed the end. Someone else did the end of the advert and he didn't like that. I don't think, which I'm not surprised because it's all this like, uh, it, it's this like really cinematic filmscape going down a street and loads of things happen. Like money's oh, exploding that. from the ceiling and like people are flying out windows oh, yeah, and this fighting is, this horses guns and, and dogs. Cover. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. then at the end, it obviously becomes an advert. And, you know, this, like, <laughs> Girl really beautiful couple smell like links, kiss each other. and Axe for any of our non-British uh, listeners. Yeah. Uh, but I feel Axe like Brooklyn. Axe, Links, they've they've always had quite outlandish adverts. I mean, they've been uh, outrageously... Uh, 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 misogynistic until like for like 10 years ago <laughs> smell good yeah. get the girls it's just like a guy on a beach sprays himself with deodorant and then you 300 size 6 women scantily like, clad yeah st- like <laughs> stampede the beach and he's like yeah I'd be like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in the mood <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that's a great advert actually just, just <laughs> I need a, I need a shower this is a temporary fix can we can we re- schedule this i'm not prepared i'd love to see you just completely just not in the mood for anyone <laughs> all these whoa, people whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> three for four hundred women like just fucking stampeding at me and like can we just talk <laughs> i have deadlines <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen how angry you get when someone touches you. You don't want touching you. <laughs> hey, hey, don't, don't fucking break the barrier. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess like d- does does producing just fall into like a natural sort of is it a natural thing for you? Because like for me it was yeah. like a like a it's it's like a an obstacle in, in, for for me. But like producing is is like a very um, uh, sort of it's not a very nice process, but it's one that that I need to do in order to do the thing that I love. Um, I don't really enjoy it, but I can get it done. I think it's the it's one of the few things where I feel real pressure. You know that. Yeah. There's a team of people. There's more than one person who's looking at you for it to happen, and and I really like that. You know? Oh man, I hate that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I need the you guy might... looking at you. Can you? I, might, I guess my favourite part is when shit hits the fan, <laughs> because you get to fix it, and it's like yeah. And well, I have, I've been lucky. I, it's never not been really fixed. So, what do you remember the um, the Valencia job? Um, like I, I guess course. I guess I guess we could talk about it now because it because it's actually out in the world. But I guess the big thing is like the actual like when shit hit the fan with that. Like I that shit hit the fan with that like, like a velocity that I've never seen shit hit a fan. <laughs> it hit the fan and it when it covered the room. Like like you could not escape the shit that hit that fan. <laughs> I think it's when you see the CEO of a company or whatever his position was on his hands and knees in a hotel lobby <laughs> saying yeah. that this is the end. 
<laughs> I, I've never quite seen that before. And the, oh, you, you have so much empathy for them, but at the same time, you're like, mate, it's gonna be all right. Yeah, but there's but there's like so there were so many points within this production where, uh, and of course, obviously the the. The etiquette is that, like, director and producer, I guess, have these kind of meetings and conversations away from the normal crew. So it's a case of, like, if you're, if you're like, heading up the production, you don't, you shouldn't really show anyone else how stressed you are. Like, like how cabin crew on an aircraft are, 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 are like... <laughs> Yeah, like calm and composed. If the cabin crew are panicking, you're fucking panicking. I think you've hit the nail on the head, haven't you? Like, we make films. What is the worst that could happen? We, we make it another day or yeah. someone says, oh, that wasn't very good. Oh, okay. So those are the two worst outcomes. One of our meetings away from, from the crew was basically to, like, like things were, like, fucking, like, up in the air. The product wasn't arriving on time for the shoot, and everyone was, like, the client... Was like the client was panicking, so this was a meeting. This was an emergency meeting that me and Chris uh, uh, pulled together with the client and the, the you know the head of their company and all that kind of stuff and the agency. Um, and I think it even got to a point where I was just like, I can't like I can't deal with this. So so Chris basically, <laughs> Chris basically uh, like sort of f- faced the force of this uh, like on his own for a bit because I just I needed to get away from it. And it was in that moment, Chris, wasn't it? Like when. They like just broke down. Like there was a conversation that you had with me, and you were like, like a substitute Mate. teacher. Like, like Chris, Chris, you you have you have a level of like tenacity, and 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 you can get through shit. Like you got a lot of patience for this stuff. But even then, you came back to me, and you're like, "Mate, I've, I think this is this is pushing me. This is this. I'm reaching my limit." I don't now. remember that. That doesn't sound like me. <laughs> no, you no you you were like, "Yeah, I can't do with that. I can't deal with that." It was next level. It re- yeah. because it's that's the thing, isn't it? It's people bringing these <coughs> high emotions into a project, which just take a step back. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> like a family member's not critically ill. You haven't just been diagnosed with something that you know is really gonna change yeah. your life. You know, um, we're here in a beautiful country in this amazing location. Yes, it's disappointing. What's the worst case scenario? It's going to cost you another 10 grand. Whoop-de-doo. You'll make that in two minutes after the amazing advert will do. So, you know, so just, shut I think up just people lose perspective, grand. don't they? People yeah. lose perspective. That's Whereas amazing. I think with the cabin crew, they've got, a, you know, that's a different vibe, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's actually right, imagine stage. Imagine boarding a plane and or every, every stewardess sweating. is just sweating, <laughs> wide-eyed. <laughs> Breathing heavily and frantically looking around, like, yep, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, over there, uh, J, J32, I'm just frantically looking around. We haven't even taken off, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're mouthing to each other, we shouldn't take off. <laughs> you, 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 no, no, you, you get on the plane and one of them looks at the other one and just does the older, the, the hand to the neck, just the side to side. The Valencia project, hilarious. Every second of it, I love stories from this one. You've, you've worked on so many fucking projects, Chris. Oh, uh, come on. So many right. stories. My, one of my favorite ones, right, was making a film called The Perfect Wrestler. So I was directing this <laughs> one. It was one of the first ones I did in uni. And um, it was part of a. I had this spandex, r- really tight, shiny silver lycra suit from a musical that me and Josh oh, this, did. This, this is a whole other um, story. Yeah. Josh's masterpiece, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, where he never, he basically, never got to that height again. <laughs> oh, what was it? There will be blood. He turned there will be blood into a 50 minute musical that we had to perform. Um, and as people. part of that, yeah. 
producer head on, I got us some spandex suits made <laughs> so that we could do this grand reveal at the end with to Bohemian Rhapsody um, and then launch ourselves with our tight crotches into the audience. But anyway, I had the suit. Um, and one of the challenges that was set was to get some things out of the hat and make a film based on what you pulled out the hat. And we had um, Mexican wrestler. And it was... Um, it was to be inspired by a Danish production called The Perfect Human. Now, if you ever get the chance to sit through this, you know, I'll give you an award just for watching it to the end. It's the most painful, <laughs> abstract analysis of the human condition. It's just so done film in school, it hurts. Just bright white rooms and lots of talking saying, they move. Eyes we move. Watching. Watch. Together. Watch. Move. The so anyway, the perfect let's get look. to the funny. Um, <laughs> finding some locations... I went back to some of my old uh, places where I used to live and there's this really nice woods uh, and it just so happens it backs onto a school. So anyway, we're doing the scene with Wolfman <laughs> uh, in, in, by, by this swamp. Um, Wolfman's in a kind of tartan kilt skirt with a, a big wolfy beard uh, and I'm in my silver Lycra American wrestler with, a, you know, the gimp mask on as well. And um, I was standing on this kind of big mound doing a power stance with my fist in the air, just about to crush the wolf man. And then I, I heard this voice going, uh, look at him. And then we looked across and then there was like a couple of kids there. Oh, and they went, and then the next part, they went, He's a pedo. <laughs> Camera's still rolling. Another 10 kids came along and they started chanting it. Pedo. 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 He's a pedo. And then another one was like, Miss. Miss. No. There's a man in the woods. It's just a suit. Um, so yeah, we bailed. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Wolfman. <laughs> Off we went. Fucking hell. And then you had your final shot. I remember this fucking film. You went, you walked into the sea and you almost drowned. That was one of the scariest moments. Yeah. Because I hadn't. <laughs> the end scene was a kind of nod to the fall and rise of Reginald Pairing, this old TV series where he walks into the sea and that's his death. So we did that. And um, as I got into the sea, level height, everything felt fine. But I had to get submerged. As soon as I got submerged, the cape... Oh, I had a cape, by the way. You didn't know that cape. <laughs> which I got to whip around. <laughs> pedo! Pedo! Super pedo. Jesus. Um, the cape came over my head, and then the cold suddenly just shocked me, and I couldn't move or breathe, and I really... I think I panicked for a good... It felt like minutes, but it was probably only 20 seconds. I was going to say... Came that, out. The, the you got waterboarded by a cape. The, 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 yeah, that the, was the, it. The best thing was... When we're watching this back, it's literally like a Monty Python sketch where it's just like he just slowly keeps on walking and keeps on walking. It's like a five minutes like shot. Like you do not cut away. It's just no, you it just doesn't keep, cut away. <laughs> you keep on walking brutal. and walking and walking and walking <laughs> until literally you're like, everyone's like, is he literally like at some is point your head back? just goes like, <laughs> like no. your head no. just disappears. It says, look. The perfect wrestler is dead. <laughs> End credits. <laughs> Finn. Oh, that won an award as well, can I say? It that was not. my first what? ever film award. That was my first ego boost. Where did um, you win an award? Experimental award. In what? For Fresh. Oh, fresh. Oh, fresh, 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 fresh. 
Wow, that won an award. Ali, you you made my day. I think it was uh, Friday. You you released some content. Uh, was it yesterday? I can't remember. Um, where you 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 started just kind of going through your guitars and your microphones and stuff, and it 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 ma- <laughs> it made me smile a lot because it's it's just like it was so it was so fucking lovely. Um, just watching it. So you you're going through your your guitars and you're just saying, and here's this guitar, and uh, you know of course you'd recognise it from Anchor and all those other slammers. <laughs> all those, like, what do, what do, Smash hits. Smash That's hits. the way you're like. <laughs> Smash hits. <laughs> I'm, I'm not someone who talks on social media pretty much ever or really uses it that much. And so when I say stuff like that, I don't know if people think I'm joking when I refer to my songs as smash hits. It's clearly, it's clearly a joke. And I say... S- I say smash hits three times in that video. <laughs> God, stop saying smash hits. <laughs> Can you it's clear like, the record now, Ali? It, it is yeah, a joke. smash hits, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's just like there was this weird sort of like sarcasm under it and stuff. And it's just it just went through me. I was just giggling my head. I just listened, just listened to you talk about microphones and guitars and stuff. It was... So funny. So, so that was so that was like your decision to actually go out and start start putting content out there. Then, well, it's every now and then. Like if you, yeah. if you put up one of those question things, I like ask me questions. That you know, it makes the content for you, doesn't what, it? What questions did you get? What, what's 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 a, what's a hot question? What's a hot cue? Uh, one of them was just your mum. Love the internet. Always coming with the uh, with the spice. Um, one was uh, I'm gonna I've. I'm pregnant, I'm going to name my child after you. No, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to name my child Ali after you. Oh, I thought like Novo Amor. Little really, Novo Amor. <laughs> do, you, do you enjoy the fine arts of pooping? Uh, you know, uh, I've, I've, I've recently learned that jalapenos are just, they're much worse on the way out. What? Just, I mean, I, I, well, you're talking about the fine arts of pooping. Oh, okay. It wasn't, it wasn't out of the fucking blue, mate. I thought Ali was reeling off these these questions, and you were just like, "Oh no, you boys have read it. It really, it really hurts when I poo. You really have read it. Yeah, how did we get to jalapenos? What's the yeah, deal? Like, because it hurts yeah, so many poos, yeah, but, yeah. right? Not always. <laughs> Any more questions? Any more goals? Uh, nah, you know, it's all the same. It's like. Come to this country oh, yeah, when yeah, you're touring, yeah. and yeah. all you have to do is just <laughs> I, do, read you know the I, next few that stories. Made, that made me laugh as well. When um, basically one of one of your um, one of your like replies to a story was just fucking poning this person, like, like literally <laughs> like pulling their trousers down. It's like, oh, why haven't you come? Why haven't you toured the US? And you're like, I'm gonna fucking show this little bastard. <laughs> like, and you like. <laughs> <laughs> like literally put a map of the US and every single place you'd visited and were like well actually I have <laughs> in the last two years I went last year and the year before that nice to see you at the show mate yeah. <laughs> so, shut down don't say that man's on insta <laughs> shut down the whole notion of celebrity is just weird though isn't it well, like, how um, much people are depending on them right now for, for just stuff. no not just now just just people's adoration for 
other humans, the, the <laughs> amount they're willing to put people onto a pedestal. I think one of the mm. weirdest things I've seen of late was um, I was working on the Homeless World Cup last year. And um, this was Michael You're Sheen's going. kind of thing. And um, Michael Sheen was up in the, the stand and uh, one of his fans came up to me because I was working the digital screen and coming up with visuals and stuff for it um, and producing that side of things. They brought some artwork and what they'd created was like this mini folder of portraits of Michael. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bear in mind, they've never met this guy. And they were like, oh, look, you know, I know Michael's up there. Would you give this to him for me? And I looked in. Uh, it was amazing. This was a work of art. Like, this is Oh, not clearly, like crayon drawings. Yeah, this wasn't knocked out in 10 minutes. This was a labour of love, you know, where someone stared at someone's face for way too long to make it real. <laughs> if I tilted it, it could have been like, do you remember those cereal boxes where you'd get the 3D thing on and you could <laughs> yeah, tilt it? Like, it was that kind of realism. Um, so I was just like, yeah, I, I guess I could pass it on. And uh, five minutes later, another person came saying, oh, I remember Michael from like 30 years ago. He, he probably won't remember me, but will you give, me, give him this letter? Um, so I was like, uh, yeah, this isn't kind of my job. You just became his little postman. <laughs> For a second, it did feel like that. I was like, oh, should, should I be passing these things on to? Because now I'm going to look like some, I don't know, I had a, a moment of self-consciousness. I was like, this is weird. And I'm facilitating weird. You just well, handed like this like a couple boxing. of times. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm the weird facilitator guy. Anyway, I did. I was just like, yeah, <laughs> Mike, some guys brought this over and a woman who knew ages ago. Oh, you call him that. Mike. You know him as Mike. But Mike Dog. Mike Dog. Sh Sheeny. Um, what was his reaction to it? Just like, just throw it, threw it away. I didn't stick around. I didn't. I, <laughs> didn't he was see. with what? his partner and people just... Sw swarms of people as soon as he was around anywhere which was accessible to public swarms of people would come mm. maybe i'm being exaggerating too much there at least 30 people it felt like a swarm with ali how much do you want to open pandora's box you know because you're at the start of your career aren't you and well, i don't know maybe well obviously <laughs> you're making smash hits at the start but then so did babylon zoo and where did they go who are they I'm just trying to flatten, exactly. the, flatten the curve. But like, how much do you want to um, give so that you don't want to be swarmed, do you, going to Morrison's? No, that's not never going to happen. We're fine. We'll worry about that. I, I, that. I opened this Pandora's box and, you know, I indulge in it at the shows afterwards sometimes. That's you know, good. people want to say hello. Mm. I kind of let it happen. And it, it is weird, you know, you have these swarms of people just turn up around you. I mean... It's only really going to happen to me at one of my shows, nowhere else. I'm not going to be in Tesco and a gang of people. <laughs> well, your, your, your notoriety really is more like spread out. Like you're, you are, like like I've never really seen elsewhere. Like you're famous, but like on a much more spread out scale. Like you can do like, yeah. even though you have like millions and millions of players on Spotify, like your fan base is like so diverse across the globe you can tour mm. all these different places and sell out these these exactly. shows without being like Billy Eilish who I haven't mentioned in a few episodes guys <laughs> <laughs> I watched her in. episode well, of Hot Ones be... earlier oh man oh she's done a Hot Ones oh yeah she did that. a Hot Ones like nine yeah. months ago and I hadn't seen it yeah but you know you're like more famous in different areas of the world yeah. and I get received differently in different places like some places you know they they really think I'm actually kind of famous you know they see you like that you got recognized they, in like Singapore didn't you? and stuff. In a shopping mall or something <laughs> yeah I was just walking downstairs and a guy came up to me and made me have a picture with him and oh, stuff wow. 
is very weird. I was gonna, um, I was gonna it's... say. So, so recently, I've um, I watched the Taylor Swift documentary on Netflix. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fuck me, is... Josh. No, 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 no. It's for research. It's amazing. It's for oh, fucking I research. I it's fucking for, it's for research. <laughs> no, I oh, well, for what research. about the tattoo show we talked about last week? <laughs> what the fuck is going on with your fucking it's taste fucking television at the moment, mate? mate. What's going yeah, on with your taste Tay-Tay. television right now? I'm doing research. So anyway, so part so part of this part of this documentary is is it shows Taylor Swift uh, uh, out in I think it was like Japan or or, or somewhere and. She's doing one of these bits where like like fans can come in and have a picture and 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 you know and then they sort of have a little chat and then they move on. And it's just these really really fucking awkward moments where people come in and and like one of them like it was like hey hey uh, Taylor like I just wanted you to witness this thing that I'm about to do and you're like oh don't do it. And he's like gets on his knee and proposes no. to his girlfriend and it's just like oh fuck no, you. No, fuck you. No. And, and she's there looking so so awkward as in it's like what the <sighs> fuck and she's like yay it's so weird like i too watch this documentary <laughs> um, no, research research <laughs> but but like because the people that walk up to taylor swift at that moment they're like they're infatuated with her they're like really looking at they can't control themselves mm. so for him to propose in that moment while his like to be fiance is just yeah I don't know, out of her mind in love with Taylor Swift there. It's, it's as if she says yes just to kind of get him out of the way <laughs> so she can look at Taylor Swift. Yeah, a little emotional spillover. You might get a yes. But it is, She it is, is an weird. exceptional mm. artist though, right? It's certainly when it comes to fan engagement. Yeah, that's true. Because she has... Mm. Um, what was the interview she did recently where they were talking about her house party that she invited her fans to... Oh, that sounds, that sounds like that's, a That's dangerous. That's dangerous. Yeah. Select yeah. fans and things like that. Yeah. That's weird because she's had people that you know break into her house yeah, and stuff. And that's really steal weird. her things. But I was gonna say, Ali, like, how would you react if somebody did that? Like, what? Ima- imagine what? like you're proposed. Like, so I know a few people who like who've got engaged at like Ed Sheeran shows. Like, there was like one show he did at Wembley. There was like someone from back home in Bedford, I think. Um, like, I think I don't know whether he stopped the show and was like, "Oh, I think someone's got a special message," uh, and someone got on stage and was like, "Ah, so and so, will you marry me?" And like, yeah. Ten minutes later, oh, I've got another message from someone, and literally, <laughs> there was about like four people got engaged at this one concert. And it's like, for fuck's sake! It's, like, it's a concert. Like, <laughs> oh my God. like, could you could you ever see yourself like if someone comes up and like, uh, "Hey, hey, Ali, can I um, I lo- love your music." Love your music. Oh my god. Um This is my girlfriend. Can, can I yeah, so, so so basically can you do me a really, really, really massive favour? Just just before the like the, the big crescendo in from gold, can you just stop and I'll come on stage and shout, um uh, uh, Rebecca, will you marry me? And then we'll wait for her to say yes, and then you can finish the song. Someone has pretty much <laughs> <No way>! <laughs> <laughs> What? Someone, I can't, it was some US city. I got a message like a couple of days beforehand saying, I'm bringing my girlfriend and can you say on the stage that, you know, Ryan out there has a special oh, message no. for Sarah. And oh my God. I, I just ignored the whole thing. I don't want to be part of that. You know, I, my feelings about marriage are mixed. <laughs> like someone shouted, you know, from the crowd before, like, will you marry me? And <laughs> what you're like, you know, I, 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 got, I got into this rant about why marriage is oh, bad. Oh, you know, oh, you've got to get the God. government involved. And, oh, what, on no. stage? 
You've got to unpack this. <laughs> Ali, will you marry me? Well, actually, I don't believe in marriage. It's just a construct of society. <laughs> I don't know. You know <laughs> passing on ownership from, much from, from a, a father to a husband. I, I, I disagree with it ethically and the idea of government uh, regulation of... I will civil partner you, but not marry you. <laughs> Okay, I just wanted... No, I, I, just, I just said, no, I don't believe in marriage, sorry. If you love someone so much, why have you got to get the government involved? So, <laughs> what? Oh, shut oh. that down. But, shut, shut down. down. No, I, 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 shut down. I can totally understand marriage. It's just me being stupid on stage, what, really. What song did you segue into after yeah. that beautiful this moment? This is the next Was it song? Birthplace? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, and now it, birthplace I've got a song called Repeat Until Death Nice Okay. Oh my god oh, Is that so, from your debut album? No, it is from my debut album Out oh my. now on all platforms <laughs> <Listen>. Excellent <laughs> I, I got I got a lot of mess I got a lot of messages about will you play at my wedding uh, and I don't I like like a lot it happens all the time and someone asked if I've ever played a funeral before which is whoa who the fuck is putting on live shows at funerals I mean I would if, if <laughs> I, I if I if I died can, 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 can both of you play so mate absolutely me, me a, I'm not doing shit I will do it he's not gonna fucking yeah, know mate, he's not gonna pay, pay there oh Josh I've got your back mate I just want the dankest I'm not even gonna go. With, People have asked, like, how much would it cost to perform at my wedding? And I haven't answered them, but I really want to, like, really push the boat out on that figure and see what they say. Like, 50 grand. 50 grand? 50 See see what happens. See what they say for 50 grand. Because maybe I would. 20 20 minutes. Actually, dude, think about it. Oh, I know, like, wedding bands actually charge about maybe, like, what? Between two and four, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So, actually... You know, it's not... That's not too bad to to get a really decent name... It wouldn't um, be a decent performance. Well, I, just said, I said a decent name, Ali. Not a, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a decent name. If you want the if you want the decent performance, that's seventy five. <laughs> you get a half ass. It's fifty. I'll be there and I'll be drunk. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll that, that's I'll like be... flat artist fee as well. That's not like travel. That's not like the equipment being there. That's, yeah, that's the, the just... more money you add, the more sober each crew member is and band member. <laughs> <laughs> so. For each... Imagine giving a fifty grand invoice and then putting travel expenses of petrol on top as well like proper hmrc mileage as well and i've just you know you've only traveled 20 miles as well and you've just added that and 10 pounds one of them on or what it i'd every, expect some of the wedding cake as well for sure i want some of that you want your, you and every, do you want your own wedding cake <laughs> I, I want you in every photo as well it's just like you're, you're in like the happy couple's there and you have to stand with them like, oh. for an yeah, extra five grand well, smile <laughs> everyone smile oh, so I'll, give it, I'll send you an invoice and you send it. <laughs> well it would be painfully awkward to play at someone's wedding which is why I've never said yes because I, I got offered by this, this person worked for McKay, was it McCain's chips, the fries? Was it McCain's? Yeah, yeah. They okay. were, they were like, po- like potato selector so potato or magnate. Oh, they were just a selector. Okay. They, they did something with the potatoes. They like gathered <laughs> the potatoes. It was wow. a really weird name, right. like potato development or something odd like that. And he was getting married and he asked me if I'd like to come to a wedding in South of France and play. Um, like, I could pay you in chips. But, <laughs> I didn't ask for <laughs> famous potatoes. <laughs> I'll give you a lifetime of um, oven oven chips. Yeah, I mean, that's like the, the whole wedding spread. Just 
oven chips. <laughs> just like, yeah, the platter is just chips. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe the, a jacket potato. A wedding cake made out of like mashed potato and formed like a proper bodger and badger sketch. <laughs> bodger and badger. Mate, oh, fuck. Back in, back in fucking college, uh, there was a girl I knew and um, she lived like right in the centre of Brighton and apparently she went out one night and she ran into the guy who plays Bodger. What? Uh, and he was drunk as fuck. The next morning, she wakes up and he's passed out in her front garden. Like, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <For real>. Fucking <laughs> Bodger. For real, red-faced, just fucking gone. Mate, I need to see that in an episode. Bodger's just like... What are you doing? <laughs> it's like uh, fuck off, bad dream. I'm, 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 I'm Come fucked. here on holiday. <laughs> Beautiful place. <laughs> Documentaries. Chris, nobody here. Story of vaporwave. Uh, when does the uh, Kickstarter launch? Give us the plug, 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 plug. Yeah, well, I think we've put it off as long as we can because we didn't want to do it when we wanted to which was the end of march it felt a little bit um distasteful so we're going to launch it on the 17th of april so there's a couple of teasers out there we've got at nobody here underscore film on twitter at nobody here film on insta uh, and you can find us on facebook and yeah we'll be doing it through indiegogo we're hoping to raise 35k off the bat and then go for some stretch goals but we've got um I think the best part of the campaign of and the vaporwave community is that media and physical media is really a huge part of it. So there's you know huge collectors out there, huge collectors. Sound a bit Trumpy there, didn't I? <laughs> we have the biggest collectors, collectors. Biggest collectors. collectors. <laughs> um, so we've got like gorgeous vinyls being made, you know, coloured blue and pink, uh, mini nice. discs, tapes, mini mini discs. Mini discs. Oh yeah, my mini God. disc is back in, boys. No, it's the vaporwave. No, it's not. <laughs> Fuck it me. is, I, mate. I remember mini discs were the fucking bane of my life in 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 uh, in, in college because I had to fucking do all my I had to record all my uh, fucking songs onto onto fucking mini disc and it was just it was just awful. Mate, that was in and out like a bad metaphor. Hot like an the iron. Quality was impe- <laughs> The quality though was impeccable, right? Do you know what? It actually wasn't that bad. It's it's good shit. Good. Bring back, bring back mini disc. I'm saying, uh, they're, you hear, they're brought you heard, back. You heard it here first. Uh, it's coming back. Uh, we're gonna have our own branded Lonely Arts Club mini disc. You can get all the episodes on one mini disc. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad call, actually. Yeah. For, all right. It is for the, for the nichest fucking fan base. <laughs> fuck me. I mean, don't buy too many. Don't overstretch yourself. Yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> and one for the guests that came on as well. Fuck. So let's fin- let's, fin- let's let's finish that plug then. So um, like I, I'm I'm super stoked, and obviously, hopefully, like we're working together on that as well as like um, there's like story consultants and, and editing hey. and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a, it's a super super um, cool project though, Chris. I can't I can't wait to see it all kind of come together. Thank you for coming um, on the show, mate. Yeah, man. I mean, thank a lot. you for inviting me. I've That's uh, right. you've been asking long enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've been asking <laughs> once. I asked once. That's <laughs> uh, true. Just, just, just before we finish up, I've actually got an update from last week. Oh, oh. Someone, someone, someone got in contact with us. Um, really? And basically, what um, awful thing am I being called out? Of? Some, someone, <laughs> someone. So. We're going to call them, um, well, they want to remain anonymous. 
Um, but basically, because I think last last time um, we were talking about um, people doing stuff illegally and be and, and their services being asked, you know, like they're they, they being oh, asked to, to, um, to do being stuff. asked to produce like fictitious documents and, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. someone got in contact who, who shall re- remain anonymous, and they they told me that basically uh, they're not being paid for it, but they went through a stage of uh, forging megabus tickets on the regular. Oh wow. <laughs> Um, and, and, Scandal. um, I was basically like, like, is, is someone we know, um, or basically I'll, I'll just tell you and bleep it out. It's <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> fucking renegade. Yeah. Of all so, the things to counterfeit. Yeah, mate, so, so. The cheapest so, tickets yeah, you can get. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been a fiverr.com jobby. When it, he did it for about three months, never got caught. Cause, cause he used to catch uh, buses at like 5am. So it'd like turn up and the, and, the, and the guy at the bus would be like, well, that ticket doesn't exist. He was like, oh, I literally just bought it on the way here. Uh, and, and so obviously he had it on his phone kind of thing. Uh, that's, that's like, so he wasn't, he wasn't yeah, doing that's it for ballsy. people, he was doing it for himself. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, that's, that's just brutal. like, imagine pulling up to the station in London where he's going, they're like, the police are there. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no, go down. <laughs> oh, fuck. <dude. laughs> oh, mate, that'd be the shittest thing to have a criminal record over. Forging like, a mega bus I can't, I can't go to the States anymore. What? <laughs> oh, what are you in for? <laughs> oh fucking brilliant so yeah so thanks for getting in touch for that one uh anyone else who's <laughs> partaken in, in any sort of illegal activity that's that's fun or entertaining please please let us know it's a good laugh so um obviously i do not advocate any use of it's a good laugh yeah we just we gotta do the, the actual thing we do we don't condone any of this so. <laughs> fuck me all right so, so with that then let's 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 bring it to a close chris have we got a show have we got a show? We got is a this, show. Have we, we got I think a that's show. a show, mate. I think we got a show, that's dude. A thank show. you so much. For, thank you oh, so much for coming you. on, thank man. You it's, been, yeah. it's been awesome. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, um, mate. So yeah, so I guess we're, we're going to hopefully come back next week. But um, yeah, dude, thank Me you so too, much for coming or... on. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You can, <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. We, you can, you can listen. You can listen from from home. <laughs> it's been great. Don't don't come back for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we want an update later. We'll definitely have you on later on in the year for a bit of an update on the film. Maybe that'll be yeah, in production nice. or post production. Uh, I think that'd be cool to have a little follow up on that. Sounds good. Get some All right, stories boys. It's been in. a pleasure. Thank you. Can't you do the thing where you like summarize a feeling or, or what, what? Okay, what yeah. Was... Okay, so so do you know what? It's, it's, been, it's been it's been a great sh- it's been a great show. So let's see what we've learned. We've learned that. Um, what have we learned? I've learned anything. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned about gratitude. Um, yeah, you know, I'm so grateful to be to be amongst you. You know, I've heard you now for <laughs> eight episodes and admired and looked up to you all. And to to be amongst you is just it's an honour. I've learned that now there is a bunch of maybe teenagers by now that remember the story of a man in the woods outside their school, <laughs> like <laughs> fucking Be-do. a wolf or something. Be-do. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Priceless. Let's wrap it up there. So you've been listening to me, Josh. Chris. Me, Ali. <laughs> well, me, we no, this, I mean, we don't all have to say me. me. Just, just say, just say, just, just me, say your name. Me, you, <laughs> Jay. Me. And that's it. Just get type my name out in. Of it, kids. All right, let's go. Let's get go. Out sign, out. Sign, out. <laughs> sign out. Sign out. Sign out. See you later.